Druids and cars go into festivals. They can chat about things. It's a druid podcast in cars. Sometimes the best parts of festivals are the discussions that surround them, reflections on what we did and heard, anticipation of what's to come, and processing what it all means in relation to our spiritual work. We wanted to help either introduce you to that phenomenon or extend it for you. That's what this is about. I'm Reverend Jana Vende. And I'm Reverend Michael J. Dangler. We're priests of Arnriach Fane and members of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. We're recording these sessions actually live in cars, actually going to festivals and events, so you will hear road noise, turn signals, and navigation prompts. But that's part of what makes it fun. So... Sit back and enjoy Druids in Cars going to festivals. All right. Hi, y'all. I'm Reverend Jana Vende, and this is I'm a host of Druids in Cars going to festival podcast. Um, And I'm here at the Wellspring Festival, and we just finished up this awesome time. And so we thought we would give you just kind of a little feel of review of what it's like. Um, my co-host, uh, Reverend Michael Dangler, is here, hey. as well as um, the one of the hosts for the Crone's Porch podcast, Colin. I'll let you... Hi, yeah, I am the co-host of the Crone's Porch podcast, and I, this is my first time at Wellspring, and so I'm really excited to, to uh, talk about that and to also share with everybody else. Just if for anyone who doesn't know our podcast, my friend Ian and I talk about our pagan journeys, thoughts, ideas opinions, badly thought out theories, etc. So if you are interested, please check us out wherever you stream your podcast. Yes, and for you who are used to hearing Colin's voice uh, on Druids and Cars, we, uh, Michael and I talk about a range of theological and tool making and magic stuff. It can get really entertaining at times, uh, but it's just the conversations that we have when we drive home from festival and want that experience to last just a little bit longer. Yeah, and so here we are sitting, not so, in a car, but at a festival. At so a festival. This is a nice clean recording for folk at home. Druids at festivals. That's going to be the, yep. Yeah. Druids in bar and summarizing festivals. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so also with us today, we've got a couple of other guests. Um, Jackie, who has been on the, the podcast once or twice in the past. Indeed, Hello. I will let you introduce yourself briefly. Oh, uh, my name's Jackie. I know all these fine folks. Um, been there at Wellspring a couple of times, and I'm one, part of one of the groves in ADF, Virtual Fire Proto Grove. You can find us online. Uh, but yeah, that's me. And then I'm going to let you introduce yourself, because you go by a couple of different names, so I'm going to let you pick which one you want to go with. Steven is fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, my name is Steven. I am... Um, this is my first time at Wellspring. In fact, uh, my first large, for me, uh, pagan gathering. And I dragged you here. Yeah, Jackie dragged me here, uh-huh. and I'm so grateful that she did. Mm-hmm. It was a very great experience so far. So, so what, what was your number one favorite thing about Wellspring? Colin, I'm going to okay. make you go first. I, I will have to say that... For me, personally, just because I have been in ADF about a year now, um, but have never really been in ADF community, that just being able to meet people, network, stay up at, to 2 a.m. 
<laughs> around the fire with 3 people. Three a.m. That that was probably my my favorite part. Um, workshop wise, I think your uh, Jan's workshop on divination was probably mm. the one that I found the most engaging and got the most out of that I'm going to take home and actually like use immediately. Awesome. So and was... so there is a version of that workshop from way back in 2015 that is on YouTube that uh, Michael oh. can put in our mind notes. Yep. Um, so folks who want to see at least an earlier version of that workshop can have access to it. Yeah. Jackie, what was your favorite thing? Mm. So I haven't been back to Wellspring or Chidara since before COVID. Um, and I just really love the land here. Like, Ian and Sue do such a good job and have been doing such great work. And um, I've missed Lady Jodora. It's been nice being back. So that's my favorite this year. Yeah. Michael? So, I, I mean, it will come as no surprise to people who listen to our podcast where we converse about things. But conversations are, of course, my favorite thing about these things. I like to sit and talk to people and get to know them better, um, make good friends, you know, reconnect with old ones, uh, that kind of stuff is, is really good. But I also like to, to see kind of how we evolve as an organization, mm -hmm. um, particularly in, in ritual work. I like to see mm -hmm. uh, how different pieces of ritual kind of come together and flow out from our experience in ritual and then return in later years in somebody's new language uh someone saying something that may have come out of someone else's mouth in the past that they really liked and that they decided to carry forward that is i think one of the other things that i really like yeah i am definitely i think probably from my favorite thing i am such a social butterfly at festivals and i love just bouncing around and sitting with a small group of people for a little while and just having a conversation and then another small group of people for a little while and having a conversation like i really like making those connections in meet space with people um, either that I haven't met before, but especially ones who I've only known online. It's really nice to have that personal interaction with them. And Wellspring is just a great place for that to happen. So mm -hmm. Stephen, what was your favorite thing? So for me, it's kind of a three part thing, right? Because I haven't had much experience with physically attending many pagan festivals in my life. Um, so to what Colin was saying, definitely the workshops, your workshop in particular, Jan, was amazing. I've learned a lot through that, and the way that you organized that information was really well done. Um, secondly, meeting people that I've only ever seen online before is a, is a pretty big deal. Uh, I've heard plenty of names, but being able to put a face to that is a big deal. Um, and everybody here has been incredibly welcoming and fantastic. Yeah. Um, and lastly, being able to see the reverence in action. Um, being able to see that in person and being a part of it and contributing to that in my own way was also really nice. So. Yeah, I always find Wellspring interesting because oftentimes that main rite at Wellspring is run by ADF clergy. Yes. Whereas a lot of other rituals are run by, you know, a variety of people for whatever function. And I know me personally, I always have a little bit of like, it's not quite imposter syndrome, but it's like the, am I, am I taking this? And so it's nice to hear that other people enjoy that experience for sure. um, because I worry that like we're just taking over that experience you know mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Not, not giving space to the I public. Right. That we're, uh, yes, I'm yeah. worried that we're not allowing space for other people to do that. From we like are a, the professionals, and we don't get to see that very often unless we're lucky enough to have a reverend in our grove. So it's lovely to so get to nice. see okay. all the reverends doing all the great work. It really is. From like a liturgist ritual planning perspective, it was really interesting for me to see how all the different clergy members sort of swooped their style into each other, kind of, it kind of like energetic curly cues around different skill sets and mm. and ideas, and that was, and I thought that was really neat because I think you're also practiced, but you also all know each other, so it created a larger experience than just like one clergy doing one thing and then another clergy doing another thing. So it it mm. was pretty seamless, and I thought that was really interesting to watch. That's cool. Yeah. I had that had not occurred to me, so thank you for that feedback. It makes me feel better about about doing that because obviously we run rites for high days and moon rites just all the time, and I worry sometimes that we're not making enough space. Legitimately, yes, yes. I think that that is a legitimate worry yeah. sometimes. One of the things, so Stephen, you mentioned like everyone was so welcoming and everything. Yeah. Um, one of the things I really liked. Um, I, I always enjoyed it at Wellspring, but I felt like there was a more concerted effort this year about if someone was wearing a pronoun pin, it was acknowledged. Like, so I use they, them, and definitely had a feeling of most people, if they messed that up, they self-corrected. Right. Right? Um, and we had the Purple Feather Lunch where which is our, our queer luncheon, right? Which was very welcoming, and it's just nice to have all of that kind of dumped in together. Um, so that was a particular amount of welcoming that I felt um, in a religious community, which is really nice. I, 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 would, I would agree with that as well, because it, it, was, it was really awesome for me coming in as a person who's never been here before and then being able to do a bardic set. And being, and, 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 you know, in conversations, having the knowledge, skills, and opinions that I have being taken seriously as a pagan person. And that, that doesn't always happen at other pagan spaces if you're not of a certain age or a certain experience in the group or something like that. So that was also a really great experience for me. To, to tag on with that, um, I, I will say that 20 some odd years ago at my first Summerland, where I first met some of these folks, um, I, I had an experience where Ian asked for feedback on one of his rituals, and I gave him feedback. <laughs> and it was honest and straightforward. And he, to, to his credit, he, he took it, he listened to me, he didn't tell me, oh, no idea what you're talking about, even though I really didn't have any idea. <laughs> um, but, but he listened, and, you know, it, every so often I'll, I'll see something like, oh, yeah, I, I asked about that, and, and he's still doing it. A little bit differently because of that conversation and that is that's also that's refreshing to see because I was nobody at that time either you know I was a, a, a kid right out of college and why am I telling Ian Corrigan about how to do virtual <laughs> no good reason I tell you <laughs> yeah yeah also um the, you you pointed it out before Colin but the the bardic um Mm. events that that take place at, at wellspring are uh there's there's nothing quite like it that i have experienced so far in my life all these different very talented poets and musicians um just coming up there and pouring their heart out and 
showing off everything that they can create themselves and, and collaboratively. Um, Jan, you were a part of that. And it was, that was really something. It was, it was a solid Bardic set. It really was start a solid to finish, and, yeah. and you were the finish, and it was, it was right, solid yeah. all the way through. So. Yeah, I love. We opened with a um, Thex has a so the hymn to the ancient wise is a song that at least all the clergy know, as well as many other ADF members. Well, Thex arranged it into a four part choral piece, and that was cool. we that was rehearsed cool. it for like a half hour before Bardic. <laughs> And then anyone who had wanted to be part of it, you know, we came up and we opened the, the Bardic uh, sets with that. Um, and it was just an amazing experience to be, like, I'm in choirs, right? But to be with other pagan musicians. Yeah. Um, because there's always that little bit of jealousy of, like, there are all these other churches that people can go to right. and they sing their sacred hymns and get the experience of not only the music portion, but the singing in community. And so having that experience in our religious community was huge. Like, it was really moving for me. Do you think I got that'll... a video. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that'll happen more often moving forward? I think so. Thex has talked about trying to do, like, one per festival. Because obviously oh. it's hard to rehearse um, when you're not in the same space. Anyone who's right. tried to do music over Zoom knows that that is just a disaster. Yeah. Right, right. But um, I think it'll probably become a, a pretty common fixture. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it's, and speaking on that point was, there, like the spirit of inspiration here is very strong. Mm -hmm. Like that experience of the diversity of songs. Because there was, you know, there was stuff people wrote themselves. There was, you know, some pagan standards like Dave the Bard and Kellyanna and such. Mm -hmm. But it was never, this is another pagan dirge. That was never there. And also, you know, it was a good space for me as someone who does, like, spiritual crafting. I did just purely painting rather than wood burning and painting for the first time and created some pieces that I'm actually pleased with. So that was, it was just sort of in the air. And that was a really nice experience to have, too. Yeah. And we also have the artisans competition, which is lovely. Um, we had a lot of really great pieces this year and a couple of winners from the, the prison groups and um, from, from Creole, I think, mm -hmm. the journals. Yeah. There's a lot of, it's really fun to see everyone's, uh, every, every, all the ways that people are inspired in their paganism. And it's lovely to be among a group of people who are all pagan, because that's not super common unless you go to like group ritual. Right. Yeah, I really liked the, um, so Shawneen ran the uh, artisans showing, right? Like it right. wasn't really a competition this yeah, year. Yeah, he's trying to um, shift that. <laughs> right, but I really liked, so when he handed everyone their tickets to like vote on their favorite piece, the instructions he gave was pick the one that inspires your druidry. Mm -hmm. Like, right. And so it wasn't like pick your favorite, what you think who did the best art style or right. whatever. It was pick the one that inspires your druidry the most, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Good. That was. So, if folk want to do more or want to get involved in something like this, then I mean, I we we have them throughout the year within ADF. We've got a variety of them. We have less than we used to, but thanks to COVID for that. Um, <laughs> but there are other opportunities. So this isn't a one and done sort of thing. You can do more festivals if you want to do more festivals. Mm -hmm. You can come to your first festival if you want to come to your first festival. Um, obviously. The, the next big one on our calendar here in the Cranes is Summerland, which is in August. Mm -hmm. um, you can find out more about that at threecranes.org slash Summerland. Um, 
which just opened registration. Yeah, registration is open. So we also in State College, um, where I live, are having Llamas Fest. Another group is coming in, and and we're supporting them with Llamas Fest in the beginning of August. So that's um, that's that would be that's Covenant of the Goddess Hills and Rivers. So if you go to their site, and you'd be able to see it's Covenant of the Goddess. Yeah, oh, I, I should not drive to State College the first weekend in August. <laughs> uh, no, you should not. We, we, we have to. a commit. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we, so if you wanted to, to try that sort of thing out, if you're in that sort of area. Yeah, Pagan Pride Days are really good. Right. They're, yeah. they're shorter term. The nice thing about festivals is that you get to stay overnight. You get to, you know, right. sit around that fire yeah. until two in the morning, or in my case, three, because I was up for another yeah. hour after that. Um, but the, there are opportunities to kind of have these festival experiences, even if they're a little bit festival light. Right. Um, and hopefully when you go to them, you find them welcoming. Yeah. I, I think, the, especially the ones that I've been to, so like I can speak for the ADF festivals, yes. right? That they are very welcoming. Like I've been to festivals that I had not been to before and were far enough out that I didn't know most of the people, but it was still a very like, we're glad you're here. Let's involve you in our conversations. You know, it was on point. And I will say, just something that I had to come to learn, too, is just like any other umbrella group or or group that is sort of unified, um, is there's always going to be some issues or people who are not super great, and I hope that that doesn't dissuade people from, like, continuing to try to go, because I think pagan community is super important just as a whole, but also it's such a great place to develop your own spirituality, your own beliefs, build a network of people who you can do that work with and also that you can just be friends with or be connected with. And I think that that's, that's important. So if one doesn't work, look at another. ADF is a great choice to do because it has some more structure and a lot of different people and stuff. And we're explicitly public facing. Right. Which I think is another yeah. big point for someone who's looking for a new experience and aren't, they're not sure. We are explicitly public facing, which means that we do dump some of our some of our stat points into welcoming, right? right. <laughs> well, and that's part of why I, I I mean the theological side I agree with, but also public facing paganism is super important to me, and that's why I joined. So yeah. yep. same, mm-hmm. definitely. And for me, as somebody who is relatively new to this entire thing, um, it is also really nice to see that ADF as a whole is very transparent about how they go about their operations too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really no secrecy. Uh, your, your meetings are in public. People can join. Um, the, the transcripts are out there. You can see it. And, um, you know, that, I, I feel like that contributes to the honesty and the dignity and, and the welcomingness of EDF as a whole. So, yeah. so I enjoyed getting to meet you for the first time, Colin. Really nice and spending time with you this weekend. Yeah, I really enjoyed spending time with everyone here, and it was real neat to finally meet in in person and actually have have people connection with people who I've listened to in my ear for a number of years. But like, you know, you don't really get to know someone through a podcast; you get to know their podcast face, and yeah. that's about it. So yeah. that was nice. Yeah. yeah. So I am. We, we hope it's not that different. I hope it's not that different. <laughs> not terribly so, but you know, direct interaction is always a little bit. Deeper yes. than just listening to a conversation. Yeah, yeah, so I'm looking forward to staying in touch with 
all of y'all past the festival. Absolutely. That is the focus of like our podcast is let's let's extend this experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. So and part of that is keeping yeah. in contact and sharing what we have been inspired to do from this festival. Yes. Are, are you prepared for the Facebook friend request avalanche? The avalanche. Oh, it's already started. <laughs> I, it has already started. And I really thought that maybe this year I had already friended everybody who was going to request, but no. no, but no. So, yep. yeah. So, thanks so much. I appreciate all of you coming onto our podcast in some cases, again, in some cases for the first time. Um, but it's it's nice to get to share space and with I've, all of you. Yeah, I, I appreciate it very much, and thank you all for also coming on my podcast for the very first time. <laughs> Always welcome. Thanks for listening, and there's more to come. We welcome your ideas and questions. If there's something you would like to hear us discuss in a future episode, please drop us a line at druidsandcars at threecranes.org. If you'd like to donate, you can do so at threecranes.org slash donate. Druids and Cars Going to Festivals is a production of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. Our theme song's lyrics were written by Arthur Shipkowski, and the music is written and recorded by Mike Beershank. Learn more about our grove at threecranes.org, and more about druidry at adf.org. As always, keep circulating the tapes, and let us pray with a good fire.